Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You are listening to the Cricket Corner podcast with me, Watsal Vora. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cricket Corner podcast with me, Watsal Vora. Quite self-explanatory if you personally ask me. We are here to recap and reflect on the 2024 Indian Premier League auction which happened yesterday on the 19th of December, Tuesday in Dubai. And uh, yes, a lot of interesting picks, a lot of money spent all over the auction table under the hammer player players went under the hammer picked up for large sums of money and uh, a lot of things to reflect on this podcast will probably be divided into two parts in the first part i'll talk about the top picks the players which have earned large sums of money and in the second half of the auction we'll we'll talk about individual teams and their picks some interesting some questionable we'll we'll discuss about each team towards the latter stages of this podcast so stay tuned for that and make sure you tune in to listen to what i have to say about your favorite team so yeah let's without without wasting much time let's get into this and uh, we'll start about we'll start this podcast by talking about some of the big picks and before we do that we have to say that according to the ipl website there were 72 players sold yesterday 30 of them being overseas players which totaled to 230 crore rupees that is massive chunks of money for a auction which is labeled as a mini auction this wasn't a mega auction where teams were gunning to buy 10 12 14 players no teams barely needed 5 6 in some cases 10 players but uh, not more than that and i think harsha bhogle said it really really well in his ipl auction review on crickbus's youtube channel that saying that teams had a lot of money for players for a re- really really small pool of players to choose from that's why some of the players have gone from est- has have gone for astronomical sums of money and when we talk about astronomical sums of money we have to talk about the australian polling duo of Pat Cummins and Mitchell Stark if the 2023 player auction was the and if you ask me personally if the flavor of the month back in 2023 were english players the flavor 
of this auction was clearly Australian players. It's almost like if your team does well in an ICC tournament leading up to the auction, you are bound to get a few players from that particular team on a very, very high price. Last year's auction saw huge sums of money being spent on the likes of Harry Brook, Penn Stokes and Sam Curran. This time it was Pat Cummins, Spencer Johnson, even though he didn't play in the World Cup and obviously Mitchell Stark. Pat Cummins was the first one out of those two to come out of the hat because he was under the all-rounders section of the auction and he went for a staggering 20.5 crores being picked up by none other than uh, the Sunriser Supergiants. Oh, what am I saying? Hyderabad Sunriser. Sunriser's Hyderabad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got my teams mixed up right there. But yeah. Sunrisers Hyderabad picking up Pat Cummings for 20.5 crores with a base price of 2 crores. So that was that already surpassed the highest bid a player had received in IPL auction history. Last season it was Sam Curran who got it for around 16 to 18 crores. But Pat Cummings became the first player in IPL auction history to surpass the threshold of 20 crores being, being poached by the Sunrisers Hyderabad. But then his record as the most expensive buy in IPL history didn't last for long because 30 to 45 minutes later, his good buddy and Australian teammate Mitchell Starr came out of the hat and he was picked up by Kolkata Knight Riders for a whopping 24.75 crore, almost touching 25 crore there. And if you look at in the grand grand scheme of things a team is allowed what 105 crores as your purse for to build a squad and you're basically spending around 24% of that on just one player which is which is mesmerizing to say the least but 24.75 crores for Mitchell Stark 20.5 crores for Pat Cummings who went to the Sunrise as Hyderabad the if you are interested the third most expensive player was uh, once again someone who has done well at the world cup in the form of daryl mitchell he went for 14 crores to the chennai super kings the defending champions the most expensive indian player at the auction because don't forget this is the indian premier league so indian players are always in demand and Herschel patel the fast bowler who was let go by the Royal Challengers Bangalore, he was picked up for 11.75 crores by the Punjab Kings. Alzari Joseph was the fifth highest purchaser. He went for 11.5 crores to Royal Challengers Bangalore. Then we, then we briefly mentioned Spencer Johnson, the Australian quick going to the Gujarat Titans for 10 crores. And after that, it was... Uh, and the prices kept going down and down. So I think there were six players who went above 10 crores. And after that, there were uncapped in Indian players who earned some big bucks. There was obviously a few overseas superstars who went for relatively cheap. I'm talking about the likes of Vanindu Hasaranga, Harry Brook. A few overseas superstars went unsold. We'll talk about them as well. But... Uh, yeah, let's get back and talk about those Australian quicks in the form of Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins. I want to start by talking about Pat Cummins because not only has he been the second 
most expensive buy in IPL history and in this particular auction as well. But the 2023 calendar year as a whole has belonged to Pat Cummins, hasn't it? You see what how much he's achieved in this year and if there was a Ballon d'Or equivalent award in the cricketing fraternity, I think that award is being wholeheartedly deserved by Pat Cummings. He guided Australia to the World Test Championship final victory over India, helped Australia retain the ashes against England. That's the test side of the things. If you look at the one day side of things, then he helped Australia beat India in the World Cup final not barely a month ago. And if you look at the T20 side of things, he is now earned 20.5 crores and is going to represent the Sunrisers Hyderabad in the IPL 2024. I think that's a really, really good pick. If you personally ask me, yes, he's gone for a lot of money. and But Sunrisers are a really, really good team. My only problem with Sunrisers picking a player of Pat Cummins caliber and not to forget they even purchased Travis Head for a fee of 6.8 crores as well so two Australian greats modern day legends in Sunrisers squad and but my only worry with Sunrisers is that you are only allowed to play four overseas players and you already had a good group of overseas players in your squad even before the auction so who are those four players who is going to play before the auction, they had Henrik Klaassen, Glenn Phillips, uh, and Aidan Markram was their captain, and Marco Janssen as their primary left-arm quick who could also give you a few runs with the bat lower down the order. So those were your four players. Now you have posted your overseas contingent by adding Travis Head and Pat Cummins to your ranks. So where are these going to fit in? You have to assume that if you are paying 20.5 crores for a player, you are going to play him for, let's say, not all 14 matches, but at least 12 out of those 14 matches. So you have to pick Pat Cummins. I think that's a mandatory pick now based on the silly final price he's earned. Aiden Markram will be picked because he's the captain not only of the Sunrisers Hyderabad side but also the Sunrisers side which won the SA20 in South Africa so I think he is a definite pick. You have paid 6.8 crores for Travis Head. Do you then pick him or do you stick with someone like Glenn, Glenn Phillips or Henrik Klaassen? And Marco Janssen is a bowler. So then would you play someone like Pat Cummins in place of Marco Janssen? Someone like Travis Head in place of either Glenn Phillips or Henrik Klaassen. Because Aidan Markram and Pat Cummins are there. So I think the choice for Hyderabad, and I think it's a cliche in footballing terms. It's a good headache to have. And I think that's a good headache to have if you are a Sunrisers fan or someone from the Sunrisers management. That you have so many good players to pick from. And if you're not even touching the Indian Indian part of the squad here we are just talking about the, uh, the, the overseas part and there is so much discussions to be have to we, we can have here because I for me personally I feel like Pat Cummings and Aiden Markram are definite players and someone like Pat Cummings will be replacing Marco Jansen even though I don't want that to happen but then again on the other side of things you have to play him and someone like Travis Head can replace someone like Glenn Phillips. But then Glenn Phillips is your only wicket-keeping option. So <laughs> Travis Head cannot keep wicket. So yeah, 
so much confusion over there but uh, I think it's a really good pick as far as the uh, sunrises are concerned and I'm so happy that Pat Cummins is getting the recognition which he has always deserved and 2003 will be remembered as a as the year for Pat Cummins swiftly moving into my personal favorite pick and because I am a Kolkata Knight Riders fan and that is that of uh, Mitchell Stark Mitchell Stark joining Kolkata Knight Riders for an astronomical 24.75 crores and uh, I think even before the auction if you were asked me who would be the top earner at the auction my answer would have been Mitchell Stark or Pat Cummins and I would have gone as far as to say that one of those two players would have been picked for the Calcutta Knight Riders because KKR desperately needed a good fast bowler a world-class fast bowler before because prior to the auction that they let go so many bowlers Lockie Ferguson was let go Tim Southey Umesh Yadav and uh, and 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 those kind of players even Shardul Thakur to name name four so and KKR had a lot of budget I think before the auction they had like around 34 crores to spend so I was pretty sure that Kolkata Knight Riders would go for either Mitchell Stark or Pat Cummings and they would be right up there with the highest spenders in this auction and I'm not surprised that I have been uh, I have been right here because Mitchell Stark was badly badly needed because last season if you were following the Kolkata Knight Riders you could see that they didn't have that X factor when it came to the bowling side of things they always rely on their spinners Suya Sharma, Varun Chakravarti and Sulil Nareen but uh, they lacked a quality fast bowler something they expected likes of Lockie Ferguson or even someone like Shardul Thakur or Tim Southey to provide them but they didn't and Mitchell Stark is someone who has who has shown that he can produce on Indian pitches and I think it's a really really good buy not only from the bowling side of things because because but we also know for a fact that someone like Mitchell Stark is really really good with the bat as well similar to someone like Marco Jansen he can come down the order and whack a few runs here and there he can give you those odd those odd 15 runs of six deliveries when you need them the most so I'm really really happy with the arrival of Mitchell Stark Yes, KKR and Mitchell Stark have had previous where KKR bought them in like 2017-ish but unfortunately Mitchell Stark was not able to come and play in the IPL and KKR felt a little betrayed by that but uh, apart from that I feel like this is 100% a perfect buy for the Kolkata Knight Riders and I'm sure even before going into the auction KKR would have talked to Cricket Australia and to Mitchell Stark about his availability and if the and I'm I'm assuming that Mitchell Stark has given them the assurance that he's going to play for the whole Indian Premier League regardless of any injuries and that's why KKR were comfortable in spending this large sum of money so those are Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins part of the auction uh, of this episode as well um a thought for their strike partner in the form of Josh Hazelwood who went unsold where you see two of your buddies pick up more than 20 crore rupees and you are the one unsold you got to feel bad for someone like Josh Hazelwood but then again for those of you who don't know I and I think I read it on ESPN Crick Info stating that 
Josh Hazelwood is only available from the month of May. So that is just one fourth of an IPL, if you personally ask me, because I think him and his partner are expecting a baby around those, around that time. That's why someone like Josh Hazelwood was A, let go by Sunrise for by Royal Challengers of Bangalore prior to the auction and B, not being picked in this auction as well. So yeah, that's the Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins story. Stay tuned to the Cricket Corner podcast as after the break, we talk about all the teams in general and recap the wonderful auction that we had yesterday. Thank you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to the second part of this auction special episode here on the Cricket Corner podcast. In this second part, we are going to talk about all 10 teams. I'll tell you the topics which each of these 10 teams have gone for and we'll briefly talk about them as we get along so yeah sit back relax as we start by talking about the defending champions the chennai super kings super kings had a big big purse because they let go ben stokes for 16 crores ambati raidu retired so that was six crore free as well so 22 crores was just sitting lying there and they went and picked some really, really good players based on how Mahindra Singh Dhoni and CSK like and their most expensive pick and we talked about this in the first half of the episode as well was none other than the New Zealander Daryl Mitchell. He was signed for 14 crores. Samir Rivesvi, never heard his name to be honest with you. And a lot of cricketing experts around the world haven't heard his name as well. But he was involved in a bidding war with uh, CSK and MI both looking to sign him. And Indian batter, he went for a whopping 8.4 crores. And this is the beauty of the IPL. Unheard players, uncapped Indian players can go for large sums of money if they are good enough. And that is credit to the scouting network that the IPL teams have all around India now. So Samir Rizvi, 8.4 crores, a magnificent buy if you personally ask me. Because though I don't know him personally but I'm assuming he's a really good player because CSK is a side which doesn't like to spend a lot of money when required they only spend money if and when required and if they find someone unheard of and they think that 8.4 crore is a reasonable price for him then I'm really excited to see how he goes along under the captaincy of MS Dhoni they re-signed and re-welcomed 
and welcome back i should say shardul thakur he was let go by the kolkata night riders because he was on a hefty sum of money csk bought him back for 4 crores so that's a good deal mustafizur rahman being picked up for his base price of 2 crores towards the latter stages of the auction i would say he's a good pick personally he can be a replacement for a someone like a pathirana if you want because he is also really good at bowling those slower ball cutters towards the towards the end of the inning so that's a good pick rachin ravindra the man of the world cup everyone expected him to go for a hefty sum of money but unfortunately he was picked but he was picked for just 1.8 crores so that's another bargain and they also added an uncapped indian wicketkeeper in the form of avinash rao aravelli so that's the chennai super king side really really good side if you personally ask me the addition of daral mitchell and rachin ravindra along with shardul thakur would be massively important i can see someone like rachin ravindra being the replacement for uh for a moin ali batting up the order can give you a few overs of spin as well someone like dal mitchell can bat in the middle order where ambati raidu used to bat and shardul thakur then can then can replace an overseas bowler in the form of either pathirana or tikshana and be there in the starting 11 to accommodate someone like dal mitchell next up delhi capitals delhi capitals didn't have a big marquee signing if you personally ask me but they have added a few snippets here and there to strengthen their strengthen their already strong side because we know for a fact that rishabh pant is going to be back but we don't know whether he'll be a wicket keeper or not so i think that is an interesting thing to put a thing to put in mind because the delhi capitals have gone on and signed four wicket keepers they spent 7.2 crores on kumar kushra kusharga then they spent uh, 75 lakhs on shay hope there was also also the addition of tristan stubbs and ricky bhai uh, an indian uncapped wicket keeper so four wicket keepers added kumar kushagra is someone i am thinking they are seeing as a rishabh pant replacement sorry for my pronunciation but yeah I, because spending 7.2 crores i can assume that and since he is an indian as well so he can be that rishabh pant replacement if they need someone to keep wickets then they picked up jai richardson the australian fast bowler for 5 crores harry brook was picked up in the auction people were questioning whether harry brook deserves a place in the ipl because last season the sunrisers paid around 13 crores for him but in the end he wasn't able to perform well yes he did score one century but apart from that he didn't do much but he was picked up for 4 crores sumit kumar 1 crore for him and then there were a few uncapped indian batters and bowlers towards the end of the auction as well so nothing too fancy if you ask me because delhi capitals as i said already a good side david warner prithvi shaw mitch marsh and rishabh pant you have a great top 4 and you just needed a few players as replacements and i think they've done a really really good job then we talk about the gujarat titans who had a large purse because they let go of their talismanic captain in the form of hardik pandya i've already done an episode of that so make sure you tune in but uh, they went and spent big on the bowling side of things 
10 crores on Spencer Johnson, Shahrukh Khan, the Indian all-rounder being picked for 7.4 crores, Umesh Yadav 5.8 crores, uncapped Indian wicketkeeper in the form of Robin Mintz for 3.6 crores, Shushant Mishra, another uncapped Indian bowler for 2.2 crores. I think there, if you personally ask me, the pick of the auction was made by the Gujarat Titans when they spent just 60 lakhs to get a bowler of Karthik Tyagi's experience of IPL and I think that's a shrewd piece of business Ashish Nera and his side have done so I'm really really happy to see Karthik Tyagi back and Asmadullah Omar Zai the Afghani all-rounder being picked up for 50 lakhs as well and also Manav Shuthar the Indian overseas or the Indian sorry uncapped bowler being picked up for 20 lakhs as well we talked about Kolkata Knight Riders in the first part of this podcast, but let's run down their picks in this auction. 24.75 crores spent on Mitchell Stark. They also went ahead and bought in Mujib Al-Rahman, the spinner from Afghanistan, for his base price of 2 crores towards the end of the towards the end of the auction. They also spent 1.5 crores on Sharfain Rutherford, the explosive West Indian batsman. Gus Atkinson, the English fast bowler, was picked up for his base price of 1 crore as well. And then they added a few interesting Indian picks who could be back up to anyone in the starting 11. Someone like Manish Pandey was picked up for just 50 lakhs. KS Bharat picked up for 50 lakhs as well. We all are aware of how bad the wicket-keeping situation was at KKR last season where they were picking up bit players between Rehmadullah Gurbaz and Jagdishan. They have kept hold of Rehmadullah Gurbaz and they've added an Indian wicketkeeper to the ranks in the form of KS Bharat. Chetan Sakarya picked up for 50 lakhs as well. Very, really good business if you personally ask me. And then 20 lakh buys of Ankrish Raghuvanshi, Ramandeep Singh who previously paid for the Mumbai Indians and Shakib Hussain, the Indian uncapped bowler. Lucknow Super Giants were really really quiet if you personally ask me at the at the auction didn't make a lot of noise here and there because they already had a group good group of players and they just needed a few few holes to fill in they picked up Shiva Mavi for 6.4 crores Siddharth the uncapped uh, Indian bowler was picked up for 2.4 crores David Willey the Englishman English all-rounder two crores for him Ashton Turner for one crore and a few Indian uncapped all-rounders for their base price of 20 lakhs. Mumbai Indians. I think Mumbai Indians have strengthened their bowling unit to the maximum here. Gerald Kotsi, 5 crores. Wonderful pick if you personally ask me. Because everyone expected A. Gerald Kotsi to play for a Super King franchise because he's doing that in the MLC in SAT 28. So it was assumed that he would just be a pick for the Chennai Super Kings, but that didn't happen. And just five crores for a talent of Gerald Coetzee's caliber. I think that's a really, really good pick if you personally ask me. Then they went ahead and signed Nuan Tushara for 4.8 crores. People are comparing him with... uh, Vlasit Malinga, not only because he's a Sri Lankan, but his bowling action is pretty similar as well. Dilshan Madhushanka, one of the 
standout bowlers at the World Cup. He was picked up as well. He went for 4.6 crores. The legendary Afghanistan all-rounder Mohammad Nabi to 1.5 lakh, 1.5 crore for him. Then they picked up Shreyas Gopal as well for for just uh, I think backups and a few uncapped Indian all-rounders as well. Punjab Kings always have a tendency to spend big at the auction and they did on two players. I think Herschel Patel explains why they've gone for someone like him. Not only is a good bowler, but he's, he can give you a few runs down the order as well. 11.75 crores for him. Then this interesting pick of 8 crores for someone like Riley Russo. Riley Russo a year ago had an outstanding was in outstanding form as far as the T20 side is concerned. His form has dipped it dipped a little, but um, I think Punjab Kings still think that paying eight crores for him was valid. Well, only time will tell. Chris Wokes, the English all-rounder, picked up for four point two crores. I think that's a really really shrewd piece of business as well because Chris Wokes did have a really really good world cup and we have seen him bowl really well in the subcontinent over his illustrious career so i think i'm i'm personally quite happy with 4.2 crores for someone like chris wokes and then were then there were a few uncapped players being picked up for that base prize of 20 lakhs one of them shashank singh was an accidental pick rajasthan royals personally similar to lucknow super giants didn't do much with at the player auction they went ahead and signed the very first player at the auction which was Rahman Powell 7.4 crores for him then Shubham Dube the Indian uncapped batter for 5.8 crores I think that's a very interesting buy they went ahead and picked up Tom, Tom Collar Cadmore the uncapped English wicketkeeper for 40 lakhs and I'm really interesting to see what sort of scouting they have done behind him that they went ahead and picked him up for 40 lakhs where no other team were interested in him. So that's a really interesting buy. They picked up uh, Berger, the the South African pace bowler for 50 lakhs as well. So that could be a replacement or a backup for someone like Trent Bolt towards the latter stages of the IPL. So that's an interesting pick as well. Moving to the Royal Challengers Bangalore who needed an entire bowling unit because they let go the likes of Josh Hazelwood, Vaninduha Saranga, Harshal Patel to name a few and they went ahead and yes they have picked up some bowlers with IPL experience but their form has been questionable to say the least. Alzari Joseph for 11.5 crores was picked. Alzari Joseph is one of West Indies best bowlers if you personally ask me but in the ongoing t20 series against england he's going for a few runs phil salt and josh butler are taking him to salt so he's not been in the best of forms recently but um, in general he was part of the gujarat titan squad which won the ipl two years back so he does have ipl pedigree so i guess 11.5 crores is worth it in the end Yash Dayal, another one from the Gujarat Titan squad, picked up for 5 crores. IPL enthusiast would know that he is the bowler against whom Rinku Singh hit 5 sixes in a row to win the game in the last over. So, once again, recency bias not showing this as a good pick. 
Lockie Ferguson, two crores for him. He's had IPL pedigree last season. He didn't have the best of the series, but once again, part of the Gujarat Titans squad. You can see a pattern emerging here. Tom Curran was a surprise pick because he was someone un going under the radar. No one expected him to he him to be sold in this auction, but he's been picked up for 1.5 crores as well and a few uncapped Indian players in the form of Saurav Chauhan and Swapnil Singh. Sunrisers Hyderabad, we talked about them in the first half of this podcast where they spent when they spent 20.5 crores on Pat Cummins. They also brought in Travis Head for 6.8 crores. Jaidev Unadkat, Indian fast bowler, possibly as a backup for someone like Bhuvneshwar Kumar, T. Natarajan and Umran Malik. He's been picked up for 1.6 crores. Vanindu Hasaranga, yet another buy of the window. For me personally, just 1.5 crores for an elite Sri Lankan all-rounder who had, had, who had an excellent Sri Lankan Premier League prior to the World Cup. So he's coming in with some form as well. And then a couple of Indian uncapped bowlers for their base price of 20 lakhs with Akash Singh being one of them. So yeah, that's that's the that's the all-round recap of what happened at the player auction yesterday. A couple of notable absentees, if you personally like me, or players who weren't picked at the auction include Phil Salt. For me personally, I felt like a player of Phil Salt's caliber would have been picked because IPL is basically recency bias. And if you want to look at recency bias, prior to the auction, he scored a century against West Indies. He then didn't pick, get picked yesterday. And yesterday, after the auction, there was once again another T20 and he scored yet another one or T20 century. Back-to-back -back T20 centuries for Phil Salt. But still, no IPL contract for him. For me personally, I would have assumed that a team like KKR would have gone on and picked him at his base price towards the accelerated auction section because um, they've always had trouble with wicket keepers over the past couple of years since Dinesh Karthik was let go. Ramadullah Gurbaz, he has been up and down with form and if they wanted an overseas backup, wicket keeping backup, I think someone like Phil Salt would have been magnificent option but alas for Phil Salt, he is not part of the auction. Could be picked to uh, as the IPL gets nearer and nearer and a player picks up an injury and has a replacement. So they never say never if you are Phil Salt. Then of course the other one being Steve Smith who had has who has had good BBL experience recently. He scored a few hundreds in BBL, but IPL franchises are just not impressed by his form. So no contract for him as well. But yeah, 72 players sold. 230 crores spent on them, 24.75 crores being the highest. Mitchell Stark to the Kolkata Knight Riders. Really looking forward to the IPL now. To end this podcast, for me personally, the best squad after the auction, I think that is the Sunrisers Hyderabad. And for me, yes, I'm a Kolkata Knight Riders fan and I could be biased, but I think KKR have had the best player auction yesterday. Let me know your thoughts about the IPL auction and whom you are cheering for the 2024 IPL. You can let me know on Twitter or in the comment section. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed. This is me, Watsalvora, signing off. Ciao for now. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.